friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. I'm Dan Casper, your host for every episode of the Man Cave Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, we got a little DK show instant replay, where we talk a little bit about Giannis and him wanting to be boring, which kind of transitioned into who are the most boring but great athletes out there. Uh, there's some good ones out there. Tim Duncan, I think, is the big one. That That's probably my go-to one. I think of Tom Brady as kind of boring and a great athlete, too, because, you know, can you think of, like, a an amazing throw from Tom Brady? He's 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 the GOAT, one of the best to ever do it, but is he like a, a Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers or something like that? I think he's kind of boring. Tim Duncan, same thing. Giannis, I don't think he's ever going to be boring, but I understand what he was trying to say. So that's part of our DK show instant replay. But I want to start things off here. Something, you know, a little here's the thing. And, you know, we're heading into the final week of the of the regular season. But before that, I, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, what had happened on, on Monday Night Football. And just, uh, just you know, it, it's it's I guess it's hard for me to kind of – talk about or, or describe because it's and, and i'm talking about demar hamlin obviously with the with the events of, of monday night in the bengals and and buffalo bills game i have never seen anything like that i hope to never ever see anything like that um you know because that's just it's a sad situation it's it's a horrible situation and you, you hope you know at the time of this recording of this podcast it sounds like according to reports it's trending upwards for Demar Hamlin but just uh, again I, I'm, I'm struggling to, to find the exact words because I, I, I I'm afraid I wouldn't do it justice but it's just scary it's 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 awful and it's it's I don't know. It's like I never. I guess I never would have thought I would have seen or heard about. Or I guess you know, seen because we've we've heard of other athletes, um, you know, suffering or or even passing away on the quarter field. But I guess I never would have thought I would have seen something like that myself on TV uh, and and hearing the awful situation where you know CPR on the field. He had to be. You know, his heartbeat had to be revived uh, once on the field and then again at the hospital. And, you know, just uh, it, it's just an awful, 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 scary situation. And, you know, you, you hope he's able, you know, I don't know if he'll ever play football, but that's not the most important thing right now. His his health is the most. But as of right now, games are scheduled for, for week 18 and such. So we've got the, the final 
regular season coming up here still some stuff to be decided will the packers get in uh will you know will they will they be able to beat the lines on sunday night football and and get into the postseason will the steelers get in can can miami figure out who's going to play quarterback can they get in will it be seattle will it be detroit uh how are the one seeds going to shape up so still a lot to be decided coming up here in uh, the final week of the of the regular season and i'll do some picks uh probably on tomorrow's episode of the of the podcast but you know one thing i wanted to talk about for for here's the thing for our main you know sermon lecture whatever we want to call it uh you know you talk about the quarterback situations across the nfl and you know i've said it many many times that it still kind of baffles my mind that every year almost every year when we get to the nfl draft we're talking about who's going to draft the who which quarterback's going first you know is this team going to be able to find their quarterback when there's only 32 starting jobs in the nfl for the quarterback position and i think you look at teams this year you've got teams that have awful quarterback situations and then you have some teams that have intriguing good quarterback situations you know off the top of my head you look at green bay you know aaron Rodgers is he coming back next year if he is is coming back next year you got jordan love you got you know are you gonna trade him to maybe get some some draft capital back do you hold on to him for one more year and thinking okay aaron's gonna play one more year then you hand it to jordan love but you're gonna have to pick up the option the 49ers is just a crazy situation right now what if brock purdy leads the 49ers to the super bowl and wins the super bowl you know they they spent a lot of draft capital just a couple years ago to bring in trey lance then they bring in jimmy garoppolo and there was talk about him possibly coming back next year i mean they're they're like three deep over there for crying out loud uh and then you've got teams like um you know first the, the raiders with the whole Derek carr situation they gave him a contract and then Devonta adams comes because he wants to play with Derek carr now Derek carr ain't gonna be there i don't know how you know it would even be fathomable for him to come back next year is tom brady gonna go over there but then you got teams like Washington that just can't figure it out. The Colts, the last couple of years, they've tried to plug it in with an aging veteran at the end of their career. What are they going to do now? Um, so, I mean, you've got these these end, these other teams here. New Orleans, what are they going to do with the quarterback position? You know, it looked like a little bit at the at the beginning of the year the Patriots might have been in that same situation with uh, with Mac Jones. And, and Bailey's apple, you know, I think it's kind of settled down now, but who the heck knows? Jared Goff with the Lions, for crying out loud. Jared Goff has had a great season so far. And the last couple of years, we have talked about, or people have talked about, the Lions need to go and draft a quarterback to go find their future quarterback. The, the Lions are a win and some help away from getting into the postseason this year. Jared Goff has had a good season. Do they need a quarterback next year? I don't think they necessarily do. Now, there's nothing wrong with drafting one and having them sit, but I don't think that's a major need for the Detroit Lions right now. they got to get better on defense for sure. There's, there's no question about that. Their offense is one of the best in the entire league. So, you know, that's kind of changed the narrative here a little bit. With, with the quarterback position. Bears earlier in the season, there was talk about, oh, is Justin Fields going to be the guy? How do you do that? You know, that sort of thing. you got backups. Could they go out there and get starting jobs for, for other teams and, and you know, all that stuff? And then you got the normal teams like Houston that you know is going to be looking for a quarterback. We'll, we'll see what's going to be with Miami and Tua. Not only, you know, you got to factor in with, with his concussions and such. So 
I just think when you look at uh, across the NFL, I was thinking about this for the last couple of days and just seeing all the different, you know, all the teams there and their different quarterback situations. I think the Jets are a quarterback away from being a solid playoff team, maybe even a contending team. They've got a great defense over there. They've got Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall will come back healthy, hopefully with that uh, ACL recovery. They've got weapons on offense. They're a quarterback away from being a legit playoff contending team. So I look at the team like a, a team like the Jets. Where are they going to find that quarterback? Is it a Jimmy G? Is it a Derek Carr? Can you trust uh, you know going into the draft and, and getting a quarterback? Because I got to imagine the Jets' goals next year are going to be going to the postseason since they were that close this year, and they're a quarterback away from doing it. You know, so. The Titans, Malik Willis, can't even get starts. He did get a couple starts, but they're going with Joshua Dobbs, who was just claimed off the practice squad. Ryan Tannehill, what's his future? To me, it's so it's so crazy to always think about how the quarterback position fluctuates every year. And there's always this debate about, well, if you pay quarterbacks all that amount of money, is it worth it? Is you spend that money on on other areas and, and that sort of thing. Yet you look at the teams that are always kind of there, it's because they have steady quarterback play. Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, and then you look at the situation with Denver and Russell Wilson. Is that more the coaching or can they can they rebuild him back and such? Who knows? I just think that I think the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. In all of sports. Yet it's one of the most difficult positions to figure out and in a lot of ways. You think you know, you draft a quarterback high, he's going to be your guy, but different circumstances could mean that it's not working out. Maybe he doesn't have the talent around him to work out. Health issues, maybe the talent just doesn't translate to the NFL. I mean, there's the. I think it's one of the most puzzling positions to also figure out in the NFL, and that's why I think if you got a guy and he's proven it time and time and time again, you, you put down that money to keep them. And I know that a lot of fans don't necessarily like that, that they don't like to see their teams spending a boatload of cash on a guy. But if you've got that stability, like with a Patrick Mahomes and such, uh, Joe Burrow and, and, and all that, you make sure you, you hold on to that player because then you have that stability there. And I think that's why at times, too, you do see teams, if they know they hit or it's, or it's clearly evident that they have hit on a, on a rookie quarterback, Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, uh, you know Russell Wilson when he was with Seattle back then. Uh, you know if they know that they've got their guy at, rook, at, at a rookie quarterback, you see them spend a lot on other positions so they can take advantage of the quarterback on those cheap contracts, on those rookie contracts. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Kind of like you know Chicago Mitchell Trubisky, they thought they had their guy, so they spent all across the board Khalil Mack and and all that. Got to the postseason once, so but. I just I was thinking about that, so I know I kind of rambled there a little bit about quarterbacks. But you think about all these teams heading into this net upcoming offseason with interesting quarterback decisions to be made. You know, there some that have really good depth at their at that quarterback position. Some had just awful, awful, awful depth, and they've got a lot of work to do in this offseason. Can we see some trades? Can we see you know quarterbacks? Remember, Nick Foles signed twenty million dollars with Jacksonville. Could we see deals like that just because teams are desperate? We got the draft, you know, some talented guys in there too. So I just think this this offseason quarterback offseason market is going to be crazy, 
crazy crazy all right let's take a quick break and then uh coming up a little dk show instant replay we did to we did talk Giannis, but also talked a little bit about who who or what i think is the most underappreciated position group with this packers team this season so that's coming up after this quick break hey you just jumping in here to see if you're enjoying this episode well if you are then let us know with a positive review if not remember what your mother said you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all okay back to the show your tailgating headquarters is at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Their top-of-the-line meat department, which includes the Dan Goodburger, will make you the talk of your tailgate party. And the dips for snacking, those are what will make you an MVP on game days. And you never have to worry about Hy-Vee not having what you need, because their shelves and coolers are always stocked up with your favorite goods. Be the MVP of your tailgate party with the help from another MVP. That's High V in Eau Claire, located at 2424 East Claremont Avenue. Bucks picking up a much-needed win last night. Uh, it's a quick turnaround, though, because they're in Toronto uh, for tonight's game. Uh, and then they'll be back home against Charlotte on Friday before starting a four-game road trip next week that includes a couple games against Miami and a back-to-back there. But... Uh, Giannis last night setting career highs and points, 55 points. His previous career high was uh, 52 uh, against uh, Philadelphia in 2019. But again, Giannis, uh, the stretch that, that he has had in these last few games, he's collected at least 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists in each of the past three games that he has played. The only other players in NBA history to have three straight performances of 40, 10, and 5 are Elgin Baylor. He did it twice, 61 and 63. Wilt Chamberlain in 63. Russell Westbrook in 2016. Mike Boonholzer, after the game, said he's been kind of playing with this kind of determination, this kind of just willing us in games. Tonight, we were able to win it. He has just been phenomenal. Brooke Lopez saying he's just constantly improving when you think where else he can go and how else he can improve, he just improves again. We're going to have to expand the English language in some way to come up with words to describe him. I don't know if I've said that before, but I'm sure he's going to improve again. Who knows what he's going to do next? He is just so otherworldly. You know, and then Giannis, as we said at the beginning there, saying, I just want to get in a position that my game is boring. I just do what I do, and people don't talk about it because it becomes boring. I do it every single night. That's what I want to do. I want other people to feel like my game is boring. But I don't get bored. The greats, the best players, never get bored. They go out there, and they always give their best any given night. And I think what he's referring to when he says bored is like that's just the expectation. When he goes out there and he has great games, that's just the expectation. That's what you come to expect. I think, you know, a comparable person to that where they set the bar so high is, you know, like like Aaron Rodgers. He has set the bar so high that if it's, you know, a little bit below, it's like, what's wrong with Aaron? You know, sort of thing. You know, if it gets to a stretch run where Giannis is scoring just like 20 points, people are going to be like, what's wrong with Giannis? But I don't think Giannis will ever be, quote, boring. 
You know, I don't think he has the game, the style of game where his he will ever be perceived as boring. I think there are some great ones, and we had a couple people text in Duncan. That's a great example. Mr. Fundamental. You have a nickname called Mr. Fun or the Big Fundamental. Yeah, your 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 game's probably boring, but Tim Duncan's one of the best power forwards of all time in NBA history. That's a perfect example right there. That is a pitch perfect. So to the, to the few of you who text that one in, I think you nailed that one. Had a couple people text in Jeter. I'd agree with that one. I could see that. I, he has has a couple of highlight plays in his career, right? I mean, we uh, was it uh, the playoff game against Oakland? You're running towards home base, flipping the ball back, diving in the stands and such. But for the most part, you know, was he, you know, Ozzie Smith doing backflips or, you know, anything like that? No, not really. You know, I threw out Tom Brady. Great player. Goat. For, for most, not all. But, you know, has he had like Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes type throws? Plays, probably not. That's why I wouldn't put Favre as boring because you just never knew what the hell to expect from four when he was out on the field. So I don't think Giannis is ever going to get to boring. I get what he's getting at. I get what he's saying, but he ain't going to ever be boring. He's going. I agree with Brooke Lopez. He's going to continue to do stuff that are going to be. Otherworldly. Whether it's, you know, end to end blocks and big time finals games or tomahawk dunks, he's going to continue to make some ridiculous plays because he's too much of a freak. That's, I mean, he's a Greek freak for crying out loud. He's a Greek freak. So I'm trying, I want to come up with a list. If you've got more players that you would put out there as like great, all-time great players. They're boring as as heck, man. Just boring. Who would that be? Throw some out there. All right? There's no right or wrong answer in this thing. No right or wrong answer at all. But But again, what do you what do you say? Giannis just adds a little bit more to his to his legacy, to his resume for the type of performance that he had last night. And and Mike Boonholzer is exactly right. Willed his way to help the Bucks get get a victory, and that's what you want to see from your greats, from your leaders. You know, the Bucks have been in a little bit of a funk, and that's where you want to see your best of the best kind of rise up and put your team or put their team on their shoulders and will them to victory. That's what Giannis did last night. Drew Holiday is playing some limited minutes. Chris Middleton's still out. Middleton's not going to be playing in a Toronto game. Already ruled out tonight. So this is where you want to see these guys kind of step up and will their team and carry their team. And that's exactly what Giannis did last night. And that's exactly what he has done through the majority part of his career. If you're looking at Again, the the standings in the NBA, if we're kind of keeping an eye out there. One and a half back, the Bucks are. I mean, this this Eastern Conference race is just going to be ridiculous when it comes towards the end here. It is just going to be nuts. Boston's still holding on to the one by a half game. Bucks one and a half. Cleveland two. Philly three. 
going to be crazy. So Bucks will be taking on Toronto, who right now Toronto's on the outside looking in, just 16 and 21 so far in the season. Toronto struggling right now in their last 10. They're just three and seven in their last 10 games here too. So uh, Bucks will be going up there for a quick trip across the border before coming back home to face the uh, Charlotte Hornets on Friday. So. But, you know, we kind of mentioned it a little bit yesterday, or maybe it was on Monday. I'm losing track of days already. But, you know, at, I'm still kind of a little I'm a little concerned about the long-term health of Chris Middleton for this season with that knee. And maybe they're just playing it safe. Maybe they're just playing it safe here. But the longer this goes, it's just kind of like, oh, man, what's, what's going on with that thing? Having some issues. And maybe it's just, you know, when they got back, okay, taking the rust off, a little bit of a flare-up. Uh, it's normal. Let's, let's just, you know, back off there a little bit. But I don't know. Right now I'm, I'm not uh, not too comfortable with, uh, with Chris Middleton's prognosis or outlook here. So, all right. Uh, I want to switch gears here quick. Keep these picks coming. All right, we got a Donald Driver pick. Uh, it looks like we got a, uh, just to be a little mean, I would say all professional NASCAR drivers are boring. But for re- real sports, whew, uh, I think Ryan Braun would, would classify as boring. All right. Keep them coming, okay? Keep texting us or tweeting or Facebook, however you want to go about it this morning. So, uh, Switching gears here just a little bit before we have to take another break here because I started off this segment uh, a little bit behind, so I'm trying to play a little catch-up already here in the first hour. But I want to know, I'm going to throw out another question. What do, you, what do you think has been, or who do you think has been, the most maybe, and and maybe it kind of relates to, to uh, Giannis's boring comment a little bit. What has, what has been the most overlooked position, player, group, from this turnaround by the Packers in the last couple weeks or last few weeks, however you want to look at it, that has kind of helped propel them to where they're at now. Now, like Keyshawn Nixon special teams, I wouldn't say that's overlooked. He has absolutely been a part of it. He has been a big reason for it. But I don't think it's been overlooked. And I don't think it's been underappreciated. I think it's the offensive line. And you want to talk about a boring group or a boring player or a boring position you could throw out an offensive lineman. You could throw out any of the great offensive linemen out there. That's boring. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. It doesn't, you know, get the attention it deserves. So, you know, when we're, we're coming up with this list, you could probably put some of the great offensive linemen on there, and you'd be exactly right. They're boring. But when they're boring, that means they're, pl- they're playing at a high level. You don't notice them. We noticed the Packers' offensive line at the beginning of the season when he had all the shuffling around, had some issues up front, protection. But they have turned it around so much to where they're perceived as a top-five group in a lot of statistics as we close out the regular season. It has settled down because of David Bakhtiari returning to the lineup. I know he's been in and out. 
They've moved Elton Jenkins back to his left guard spot. They've incorporated Yash. I would throw Zach Tom in as one of the more, if we want to do players, individual players, I would throw Zach Tom into that as like one of the most, you know, crucial, pivotal, overlooked, underappreciated players this year. I mean, if we did like rookies of the year, Christian Watson's going to get it for like the Packers. Like if we did a team rookie of the year, I'd put Zach Tom though, top two, top three for what he has been able to provide because, you know, Matt LaFleur says best five. We always say the best five will play on that offensive line. I think in the Packers sense, you have to say best six just because of how versatile and how important Zach Tom has been to this group. Filling in for Bakhtiari at the left side. Comes in in the game against uh, Minnesota last week. Goes to right tackle. Few games or in the first part of the season. Spent some time at guard. And we knew he was a versatile guy. A versatile offensive lineman. A younger Elton Jenkins. But what he has been able to provide for this offensive line and fill in wherever needed and still play at a high level has been pretty darn impressive. So, you want to talk about boring, yet some of uh, the best play or the great play, the offensive line. You know, we don't talk about the offensive line unless they're screwing up. But I think you look at this group, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers. I know Aaron has talked about John Runyon Jr. quite a bit this year. Yash, Zach Tom. That group has been getting it done. Opening up lanes for Aaron Jones in the running game. Helping protect Aaron Rodgers. And they're going to have their hands full again this weekend against Detroit. You know, you look at Detroit's statistics and numbers defensively. They're not great, but they got a couple of young edge rushers that can get after the quarterback. We all know about Aiden Hutchinson. But... And then you kind of look at the future of this of this group, too. I think Bakhtiari is back next year. Maybe it comes back on a little bit of a, you know, where they restructure the cap hit. But I think Bakhtiari is back next year, especially if Aaron's played. We know Elton Jenkins is back next year. We know Myers is going to be there. We know Runyon Jr. is going to be there. Yash is a restricted free agent. I mean, that should be fairly simple. I believe he's still restricted free time. I'll double check that, but I think he'll be back next year. Zach Tom, we know, is going to be back next year. I mean, for the next couple of years, this uh, this offensive line group for the Packers. Uh, he, Yash, Yash. No, he's not restricted. He's an unrestricted free agent. Okay, I thought somebody had said he was a restricted free agent. So no, he's an unrestricted free agent. Um. Well, okay. Maybe that one becomes a little bit more, uh, a little bit more interesting here, because I think Yasha has earned a payday, an increase. But Green Bay's, I think, got a nice backup option with Zach Dom over there. Regardless, what this group has done this year, I think, has been kind of a little overlooked by all of us. Maybe a little underappreciated, but that's because they're getting a job done. They're boring. We don't talk about the offensive line when they're actually playing at a high level. 
take it for granted a little bit. Family owned and operated, Toys and Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa falls last call here on the man cave podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode of the the man cave podcast uh it's gonna be a quick last call in case you didn't hear about it didn't see it we've got some brats coming so we we're partnering with mike's star market in eau claire we're gonna have two brats coming out and snack sticks here's the thing though Oh, I already did. Here's the thing, but we got one brat figured out. It's going to be man cave light. So make sure you know man cave light. Get it at high V right now. But we're going to have one brat that's going to be a man cave light beer brat. Okay, so we got that. But we need your help to decide the flavor of the other brat and the snack sticks. So this is what you got to do. All right, go to sportstalk1051.com. Click on the nation tab. And you'll see a little icon there that says, help us create our brat. Click on that. Send us your flavor idea for the brat and the snack sticks. And if we select yours, you're going to get a gift card to Mike Star Market. So excited for that. Plus, sales of these brats, they're going to help backyard dreams, which is the best part in this whole thing. So big thanks to Mike Star Market uh for that but uh and you know last call don't forget stop at hy and get yourself a little man cave light it's at the bar at Wahlburgers. there you can get some crawlers and take some home too otherwise you can get it on tap over there but this has been the uh man cave podcast brought to you by our good friends at hy and toys and ford appreciate you tuning into this episode of the man cave podcast if you're not subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform for free please do so please do so and tell uh Tell your friends and family about it. And if you have the ability, depending on the platform you're listening to, to give us a a rating or a review, I would love that. I would really appreciate that too. So, And you know what? I'm always looking for Q&As. Send some Q&As over too. Okay? Make some good ones. All right. You guys have a good rest of your day or whatever you're doing. Till next time, we'll talk to you later.